2: Welcome back to another edition of the Drop Podcast. As always, I am your host, Lance I want to thank everybody so much for joining me. You guys are the reason I do this. been doing it for years. We love talking Blues hockey. We know everybody out there loves to talk about the Blues. The Blues have had some struggles off and on early in the season. Had some great points where they've looked very, very good. And then they've had some times where they looked, I hate to say it, like they did at the beginning of last year. Going into this Avalanche game, they would be playing the hottest team in the NHL at this time. And I'm going to tell you what, this was their best effort, by far. They held the Avalanche to 18 shots on goal. Now that's impressive. But what's even more impressive, they held them to one shot on goal in the second period. This was a strong defensive effort. Bennington really wasn't challenged that much. And when he was, he made the save. I would say out of those 18 shots, two or three of those shots were hard for Bennington. The rest of them were shots he could see. The rest of them were shots that weren't deflected. And when you play strong defense, your defense leads to offensive opportunities. And that's exactly what happened for the Blues in this game. The hottest scorer on the team and one of the hottest scorers in the league, Braden Shim, would continue his hot streak. And put the Blues up one to nothing right around midway through the first period.
3: Sammy Blay down there in front. Schwartz with it. Puck rolling. Kept the line now by Tarasenko. They'll send it back for Dunn. Quickly on to Shen. He waits. Chote. He scores. So a good penalty kill to start the game, and then the power play cashes in. Braden Shen already established the fewest games played to five goals. He did it in six, took a game off, and now look at him. Right in the middle of the slot, Schwartz provides a great screen, and as a left-hand shot, he goes back against the grain on the stick side, cleanly beating Grubauer.
2: Shen just shot a beautiful wrist shot over the stick side of Grubauer, and the Blues go up one to nothing. But you know who played a key role in this goal? That would be Schwartz. Schwartz is not getting a lot of points, but he is working hard, and I think he looks better than he did at the beginning of last year especially. So I expect a big year from Jaden Schwartz, but man, Braden Shin is just having a huge, huge year. Just signed that big contract. I know I said I would prefer it to be six years, but hey, I'm not going to sit there and squabble about it. The guy is really making that contract look better and better all the time. Six and a half million dollars for a guy of his caliber. Pretty dang good in my mind. That goal by Shin, as he keeps rocking and rolling, would be a sixth of the year. Dunn gets his second assist. Tarasenko gets his sixth assist. Ten minutes, seven seconds in, the Blues get a big power play goal. Nice to see that power play really clicking there. Some great passing. Guys knew where each other were going to be, and it just worked out perfect. The Blues looked very good at this point, especially defensively but they took a penalty and one of the best players in the league, Nathan McKinnon, made him pay for it as he gets his fifth goal of the year to tie it up at one each in the first.
3: Steers it off for Reiton. Adam McCar to McKinnon. Pass not on target, had to settle it down. Wrist shot, score! Nathan McKinnon from downtown. It's a five on three power play goal and the Avs will get an opportunity with 137 left on the ballmeester penalty as well for McKinnon. His fifth goal of the season. Well, McKinnon scored from high in the slot in Tampa Bay the other night. And he scores from high in the slot here. One of the things he does, you know, right as rain. The Atlanta Scott's going to be there. And Landeskog has that amazing ability to adjust to the shooter.
2: I know there were a lot of people that were a little bit down on Jordan Bennington for letting this goal in. And when I first saw it, I thought, man, he really should have had that. But if you look back at the replay and watch it very slowly, Landeskog is right in front of the net where, just like the announcer said, he's there a lot of the times. He stands right in front of that net and takes up space. Petrangelo was there. Simple wrist shot. But Bennington was not able to see it because of the traffic. And McKinnon's that type of guy that finds space like that. He can score from any part of the ice, just like a Tarasenko, just like an O'Reilly, just like guys like that Perron. They've got a very deceptive wrist shot. And when you put traffic in front of that type of wrist shot, a lot of times it doesn't matter who's in goal. That puck is going to go in the net. That goal for McKinnon was his fifth of the year. McCarr gets his eighth assist. Rantanen gets his seventh assist. It was a power play goal. They had the five on three at the time. They still had some time left to get another goal, but they were unable to. And we go out of the first period tied at one each. A very entertaining game and a very evenly played game, I thought. Maybe you give the edge to the Blues a little bit. Nine shots for Colorado, nine shots for the Blues. The second period, the Blues dominated defensively, and they would get the only goals in the second period as they outshoot the avalanche. 11-1. Eleven to one. That's right. The guy that would give them the lead would be another guy who was just on a very team-friendly contract. That four-year, four and a half million, I believe, for Perron. He gets his fifth goal of the year. Five minutes, seven seconds into the second, the Blues take a two-to-one lead, and they are looking like the team that won the Stanley Cup.
3: And around now for Tarasenko on this delayed penalty. Tarasenko back for Bolmeister. Falk for Tarasenko, to Perraud, he scores! Doesn't happen often, capitalizing on a delayed minor penalty for Jared Bednar, the head coach of Colorado. A six on five against Bennington was quick to get to the bench here for the extra man, and Steen did a nice job of getting it right over to Tarasenko. Tarasenko then gets it back, and one quick pass, and a one-timer in the high slot, and immediately, David Perron, who is the recipient of this nice pass, goes right over to Tarasenko. Says, great pass, big fella.
2: The Blues had a six on five with that delayed penalty, and you don't see a team score very often when they do have the delayed penalty and the extra attacker on the ice. But some good passing to keep it away from the Avalanche. David Perron nuzzles in between about three or four Avalanche players, about 15 feet out, 12 feet out, puts it stick side over Grubauer, and the Blues are up two to one. That is the classic David Perron type of shot, whether it's right in the middle of the ice, whether it's to the side of the goal, whether it's out by the face-off circle, a very, very sneaky wrist shot. That goal by Perron would be his fifth of the year. Teresinko gets his seventh assist. Justin Falk gets his fourth assist. And I'm going to tell you, I've been down on him a little bit this year, but this was definitely his best game so far for the Blues. He looked like the Justin Falk that I had seen a lot in Carolina last year. Moving forward, I thought the Avalanche had a few opportunities, but the Blues just kept packing away, playing strong defense. They were not on their heels very much in this game. Maybe for a minute here and there, it was kind of a perfect game. Tarasenko, who had a very good game, would get his own goal. 15 minutes, six seconds into the second period, and the Blues are up by two.
3: By Pareko, Avs making a change. Blues come back in three on two. Now Schwartz... Bunnels it back to the goal, in front, they score! Tarasenko, from the corner, how about that? Well that's the best shift of the season by Jaden Schwartz. Starting at the end of the penalty kill, Schwartz has a chance to go deep and dump it in. Instead he spins back, weaves through the neutral zone, and plays it back to the D. Then he gets some speed, and gets it into the offensive zone instinctively. Tarasenko must have felt like the goalie was out of position. And in one quick movement, he puts it through Makar, off the goaltender, and barely into the net inside the left arm of Grubauer.
2: This was definitely Jaden Schwartz's best game of the year, I would think. He was just all over the ice. His passes were crisp and on point. He takes this one, passes it off the boards. There's Tarasenko. I'd say about 8 feet out, 10 feet out from Grubauer lets the shot go, and it just trickles in behind him. It didn't look like it went in, and you just watch it roll out from behind Grubauer, and the Blues go up 3-1, to one and that would be the final score of the game. There would be no goals scored in the third period. The Avalanche had eight shots on goal, and the Blues had five shots on goal, I believe, and there just wasn't a lot of offense. It was a very good shutdown type of period for the Blues. A fun game to watch if you're a Blues fan, and it was a good game. Both teams played well. 3-1 doesn't sound like a close game, but it was a close game. The Blues just played that much better than the Avalanche. That goal by Tereschenko would be his third of the year. Schwartz gets his sixth assist. Pareko gets his fourth assist. 15 minutes, six seconds into the second. And as I stated, there would be no scoring in the third. Let's go to the stats of the game. The Blues outshot the Avalanche 25-18. to 18. And that second period was key. The Blues outshot the Avalanche in that second period 11 to 1. Bennington probably could have made some tea, had some crumpets, maybe play a round of golf. He was not busy at all in that second period. Faceoffs, the Blues dominated 63% to 37%. Each team had a power play goal out of five opportunities. Each team had 19 hits. The Blues had 14 blocks to the Avalanche 11. I know that's something the Blues are trying to work on. And the giveaways, of Blues had nine to the Avalanches three. Let's head to the post-game interviews with a very happy locker room. We're going to hear first from Coach Craig Berube. Then we're going to hear from Jordan Bennington, who wasn't real busy in this game, Alex Petrangelo, and of course, Vladimir Tarasenko, who in my mind is the star of the game.
0: I thought it was a real solid game throughout. We, um, you know, we were on the right side of things the whole game. I thought checked well. We, you know, just worked. And uh, we're, you know, we're stingy tonight. Good defensively. Was that
3: like your best forecheck
0: of the season? Well, I, I mean, I thought that um, yeah, was a good forecheck. I thought there's been other games we forecheck well, but just I, our the game without the puck tonight was our best game, for me. Well, doing a good job with the puck for sure. Um, I thought that we uh, we didn't turn the puck over. And um, I thought, you know, when they when they had it we reloaded hard and our D were tight. Didn't give them any room.
4: Enough
0: is enough. The got your attention, the combination of everything? Well I think um, no, I mean I'm sure we weren't we no, none of the guys were very happy after the last game at home. Uh, you know this is a good veteran hockey team they're they're good pros so they understand the situation and they understand that wasn't a very good uh, performance at home and so it was going to be better tonight for sure and you know it was just guys did a really good job, I thought everybody did a good job of just buying into the team game tonight he shoots a lot of pucks from that angle all the time so I mean and it went in he a good game. Glad he, glad he skated hard tonight and worked. It was for a guy that was making a concerted effort to shoot pups, too? Yeah, I think he's, you know, he's always a guy that's shooting. You know, he's a shot-first guy, which is good. He's got a great shot, and um, he should use it any chance he gets. You
2: said this morning your
4: five penalties last game was, was not good yet. Six today, yeah. you, how do you feel about that? Um,
0: Nah, I'm not, not going to comment on anything like that. Like it's it's too many penalties. That's it. On you guys or you know, <laughs> it, whatever. I'm just it's too many penalties. But your penalty kill. You yep, pay. it's you been solid. Passion, but you it's been that. solid. You know, well, down again five on three. I mean, but did a good job in the PK. Yeah. Three has a chance for the power play, maybe in the third period. English. We could be, like you, well, your yeah, no, we did. But I think the power play in the third period, I'd just like to see a little more killer instinct, to be honest with you. Um, you know, get a get a chance like that. Just, you know, you got a team down 3-1, could make it 4-1 here. It's just about being assertive and moving a puck quick and, and attacking, you know, and just being on your toes a little bit more, I thought. You know, but uh, it's a little bit of human nature that's involved in that. But, again, I think it's something that we need to get better at. You know, you have an opportunity to really uh, put a put put the fork into a team. Um, I'd like to see us a little bit more, you know, in a, like in a situation like that, be a little more desperate and assertive. For, is that kind
3: of yeah. your feeling for the entire third
0: period? Or? No, not really. No. I mean, they're going to push hard. I mean, I thought a third was okay, to be honest with you. We only gave up eight shots. And, and for early on, they,
3: they tested them I mean, he had that early <clears> on.
0: Yeah, I mean the early penalty. He made some uh, real big key saves there. Yeah. Is, is that a turn the corner type game where you think you can sustain it? You'd be surprised to see if
5: you
0: go back to, you know, not doing little things. Um, you know. We well, uh, got work to do. That's it. That's all I can say. I'm not going to say it's a turn the corner game. You have got to come every night and be prepared to uh, work and compete hard. Like, we, this league's weight, This league's tough there's every team that you that you play it's going to be a tough game and that's the approach you have to take and um, if you don't you could get beat that's that's the bottom line there's no i don't believe it's like this game or whatever game's going to you know you know make Vegas. us go this way like you you got to just prepare again next game that we play and the LA Kings are coming into town and you got to just prepare and, and you got to you got to play hard
3: Saying all that, it's still just kind of the game you've been looking for all season.
0: Well, it is. It's uh, it's the most solid game I've seen all year with us, like uh, start to finish.
1: It feels good, and you know we uh, we played a great game today. Um, that's how we need to play every night, and uh, hopefully we can build off this.
3: The chief talked after those games on Saturday about the buying in that people weren't buying in as a team did you feel that that was more the case today everybody was buying in
1: uh sure you know everyone's trying but um sometimes it doesn't work in our favor and uh tonight I think we really just kept working and kept their heads down and, and played for each other and were predictable out there so that's uh that makes the game easier you guys did a good job neutralizing you know their offense what what'd you do from your perspective Played hard. I think we we stuck to our systems and we had a good forecheck, good dumps, and um, you know we got a good uh, special teams tonight. Penalty killers were fantastic, so uh, it was good to see.
3: Did this look more like Blues hockey tonight to you?
1: Yeah, I guess so, JT. That's uh, you know we like to win, and you know we played as a team, and um, you know we're feeling good about this one. And day off tomorrow, and then right back to it.
4: Uh, more like Blues hockey yeah, that tonight. Was probably our best game of the year. Thought we played really well thought everybody skated well good energy that's what we were looking for
5: Alex, when it's the opponent i mean does that obviously get your attention and know yeah. that you got to come come with a good one here tonight? yeah i
4: think we've done a good job against that top line we played against and that's obviously um where they get a lot of their offense and um good play from so we did a good job in the beginning
5: tonight are these guys you just i mean i don't know how much it's happened though but you guys just find a way to lean on these guys is that what you just got to make ice difficult yeah, they want
4: to play. I uh, with speed, especially the top line, but when we're over top of them, making life hard, and we seem to really control the game when we play against them, so that seems like this, uh, the way we have success again. Yeah.
3: it's not like you got on
4: your heels at all, but you yeah you are you, or, or, excuse me dominated third
3: period, but it seemed like you didn't get on your heels. You, you,
4: you no, kind of stayed aggressive. Bad. We talked about being more aggressive um, from our own our zone all the way into their end, neutrals and even just being more aggressive, and it's pretty much how we played the whole game. I mean, we were confident in our routes. We were confident in the plays that we made, and they had a tough time with it.
1: that early PK in the first period kind of set the tone moving forward?
4: Yeah, it's, I mean, we're still taking too many penalties, but um, I think our PK overall for how many we're taking has done a good job.
5: I mean, obviously, you know, we have some uh, games where we lost two game leads, and, uh, you know, we talk about it inside the locker room. And I think, yeah, that's a that game we stay on, uh, on the plan for 60 minutes, and, uh, you know, it was pretty good effort by everyone today.
3: What did you see on your goal? or were you? Did you see something or just trying to put it on net?
5: No, just to try to catch him moving. So, you know, Schwartzy made a good play and, you know, was lucky enough to put it in. Was he just flying around out there tonight, Schwartzy, and kind of making life a little easier for you and Brayden? He, he always flying around. So, you know, yeah. it's good, good for us.
3: You moved into, uh, I know you don't like stats, but you moved in tonight place on the on the career scoring list in blues history is is that meaningful for you you continue to hit these milestones
5: no that's i mean not gonna lie that's you know good stuff to know and uh you know that's uh just one of the things you get if you if you play if you play a long time and uh you know i was lucky enough to play in one team for all my life in the nhl and you know thanks to my teammates to help me do this hopefully get some more goals
2: I know Barube didn't want to come out and say that this could be the turnaround type of game toward the Blues start playing like this all the time. You kind of put him in a catch-22 there because these type of games, you can have a game plan to do this, but if the other team is just as good as you are executing their game plan, you could lose a game like this one to nothing. It'd be very easy to do that. This could be a turnaround type of game. I'm not saying the Blues were terrible before this. They had some ups and downs. blew some two-goal leads, but at times looked very good. At times looked like the team that we saw at the beginning of last year. At times, they looked like the team that we saw the second half of the season, especially during that 11-game win streak, and then in the playoffs for the most part. I think people want the Blues to play perfect every night, and you can't do that. I also think people want the Blues to be this physical, physical team every night, just banging everybody every chance they get, you know, taking that extra little nudge and that extra little push. And I've got news for you guys. You can't do that 100% of the time in an 82 game season plus playoffs. You pick your times to take your hits. You pick your times to really be physical with teams when you know it's going to make a huge impact in the game. Or if that's your game plan, just to be very physical. You cannot do that game in and game out. If you did that, you would have one of two things. A lot of guys injured after the first 30 games are a lot of guys with no steam left after 50 games. you got to pick your poison. you got to do your game plan. You've got to have a game plan for each team, and each team is different. You cannot game plan each team the same way. Some teams are good from top to bottom when it comes to center play. Some teams are good from top to bottom when it comes to wingers. And then some teams will throw one great defensive combo at you two great defensive combos. You've got to play each team the way you have to play to beat them. You've got to take advantage of their weaknesses, and you've got to kind of put your will on them at what you do best, and that's how you come up with a game plan. The game plan for this game was perfect. Colorado's a very good team, as I stated, the hottest team in the NHL, and the Blues needed this type of game against a good team. They'll be playing the Kings on Thursday. I know the Kings aren't playing very well right now. They've played better recently, but the Kings right now are not a very good team. And the Blues need to come out and continue to play their type of game and to have a game plan that takes advantage of the Kings' weakness. And I think they're very weak when it comes to their defense after their first top three. I think from four down, it really drops off. But they've got Jonathan Quick, and Jonathan Quick is a very good goaltender. He's great when it comes to taking his angles and his positioning on the puck. Very strong with his legs. Can go side to side from one side of the net to the other side quickly. So the Blues will have to really look to shoot high on him. He's the type of goalie that doesn't let in a lot of low shots. But they can score against him. He's not had a great year so far. But then again, his defense has not been great this year so far. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Until then. Let's go blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Drop Podcast. To get more of the drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance Descott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.